Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Great to be hanging out with you again, Akuo. Now, if you've hung out with us at all this year, you know that the word that God spoke to us to live out for 2023 is ready. Y'all, we are ready as currently constructed, and this year it hasn't been a matter of building new things within yourself. This year has been about uncovering the things that are already there and then using them. Using these skills and abilities, not like in some far off place to travel the world, but literally right where you are. You don't have to go searching for fields uh, you're supposed to be working in because you're already in the fields that you're supposed to be working in. Now, Jesus explained some of these same ideas to his disciples uh, that were going to become apostles for him amongst the nation of Israel. That was their backyard. That was the field that they were already in. Now, as these guys got ready to go and start spreading the good news of Jesus, something happened. What happened was that Israel began to reject Jesus. They refused to believe in what he was telling him, that he was the Messiah, the one that was sent to save the world. So this is what Jesus was telling them, and Israel was rejecting him. So still, though, people continued to flock to Jesus to hear him preach. And when that happened, he started to change the way he taught them. What he did was start telling stories to them. He started speaking parables to the crowds. Now, a parable makes a comparison between a known truth and an unknown truth, and then it throws them alongside each other, even though it doesn't seem like they would really fit. So Jesus spoke in parables so that the disciples could get a deeper understanding of what Jesus was explaining, and the people that believed could get a deeper understanding. Then for the disciples, he was teaching them in this deeper way, and he was giving them a new way to be able to communicate the gospel in the future as they went out and shared their stories with Israel. Now, the same thing works today as we hear stories and connect them to something eternal. It gives it a much, much greater meaning. Also, if done correctly, it can help us better understand the gospel of Jesus. And that's why we're in this current conversation called story time. And while I was reading and studying for the message this week, a story kind of like got illuminated in my mind. Now, growing up, one of my favorite people that I got to spend time with was my grandpa. Now, I was the first grandchild on that side of the family, and I, y'all, I was treated like a king. He also treated everybody else very well, so, you know, I, I just happened to get more time with him. And my grandpa always seemed to be good, in a good mood. He was always happy to hang out with me, my brother, my sister, and, and my two cousins at the time uh, growing up. Now, one day, my grandpa took on a huge task. He took me, my brother Nico, my sister Sarah, and my cousins Ricky and Brianna, who are brother and sister, to one of the greatest places a kid can go, Cece's Pizza. I don't know why he had all of us, but we were there. So we go up and stand in line, grandpa buys uh, and hands all of us our cups. We go to the machine to get our drinks and, you know, go find our table, put the pizza, uh, put the cups down and go get pizza. Well, we put our drink down and, and grandpa and the girls go to the buffet line. But for some reason, Nico and Ricky stay behind. They needed the time to pull a prank. So they decided to pour salt into Sarah and Brianna's drinks. Not like just like a few pinches of salt, like a mound of salt in there. And then they laugh and laugh and walk away, grab their pizza, and then get back in time to see the girls take a drink. Turns out 
the girls were not fans of salted sprites. They are coughing and dry heaving. It was funny, uh, but <laughs> but not cool. Meanwhile, the, the boys, of course, they're laughing and, and all this. And at this point, my grandpa's like, what, what's going on? And then he's like, come here, let me see. What's, what's wrong with your drink? And then tastes it and like makes this like crazy face. And in that moment, that was one of the few times I've ever seen my grandpa get genuinely upset. And he was like, what did you guys do? What did you do? And I, yo, I've, I've never seen him that mad before, especially at the grandkids. So my grandpa, he, you know, being the nice guy he was, got up, poured out the salty Sprite, got the girls new drinks, drinks that they could actually enjoy. He made sure to separate that nasty stuff from the good stuff. Has anything like this ever happened to you? Have you ever had an amazing drink or dish ruined because someone thought it would be funny to mess with you? Have you ever had that perfect moment set up you know, where it's just like everything's right in the house and you're about to sit down just to have that like loud neighbor start his racket at the wrong time. Well, if you have or you haven't, just so you know, it's not that great. And today we're actually going to be studying one of the parables that Jesus taught to the folks in Israel about the ancient Jewish version of pouring salt into a sprite. Here's how Jesus's friend and disciple Matthew recorded this parable. Here's another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat and slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted the good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked? No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I'll tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and put the wheat in the barn. Now, as we read last week, Jesus started with a parable, and this week we see him kind of continuing that parable, this idea, this, this line of thinking. Now, in this, there are a few places of context that we need to take from it before we start to look at the meaning of this parable. Now, the first thing I want us to look at is we notice a few things about the enemy. One thing that definitely jumps out for sure is that the enemy waits until nighttime to strike. And nobody really knows when it even happens because it isn't until the wheat starts to grow that they notice that the weeds are even there. Now, theologians believe that this plant that they're talking about was a well-known weed during that time called the bearded damel. Apparently, it looks a lot like wheat when it's still like a young, young plant. Now, in addition to looking similar, the roots of these weeds would also intertwine with the wheat. So you, if you pulled them out, you would pull the weed out also. So instead, the farmer gives another plan. Let them both grow. And then we can separate it out in the harvest. Then, once they are separated, go and burn them. And the reason that they would do that is so like if they just threw it away or composted, seeds could get out and more of these plants could continue to grow. So they burn it, get rid of it. Now, meanwhile, the wheat will be safe in the barn and can be used to help feed the community. So this is the basic context of this parable. But before we break down the meaning of this one, Jesus shares a couple more before we get to the meaning. Let's take a look. Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. Jesus also used this illustration 
The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast and three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Jesus always used stories and illustrations like these when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. All right, we go back to the fields and the seeds. Now, you got to remember that these people in these communities during this time understood agriculture on a much better level than we do today. So Jesus calls the kingdom of heaven a mustard seed, something that they would know because the mustard seed was something that was so small that it just kind of became a default metaphor to describe small things. Now, the crazy thing about the mustard plant is that when it grew, it's actually huge. It'll grow to 10, from 10 to 12 feet tall. It's so big that flocks of birds can rest in them. Now, Jesus is encouraging the people listening to him after he just told the story about weeds invading their garden, right? So this is an encouragement. He wanted to let them know that even though the weeds would be coming through, the kingdom of heaven will start small and end up huge. Then Jesus explains how the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Now, what I find interesting is that Jesus explains the measures. He does this because that is something that would have been like well known to the people of that time. Everyone kind of needed to know how to make bread in their home, or at the very least, they, when they were around people that knew how to make that bread. So they like kind of absorbed it, right? It's kind of like how uh, most people know exactly how much sugar it takes to make the medicine go down, or how many gigawatts of electricity it takes to make time travel possible. You know, kind of like that, except real life stuff. So in this parable, Jesus is saying that a little bit of yeast, just a little bit, a little bit of the gospel can spread through something so much bigger and it only takes a little to permeate all the way through and then it's in every single piece of it. Jesus wants the disciples, the crowd, to understand that humble beginnings can turn into something so much bigger, so much more substantial, something that can actually support the weight of the community. Now, getting back to these parables, we read that Jesus has fully transitioned his teaching methods to the point that Matthew explains that Jesus never spoke to the crowds without teaching in parables. And just like last week, the disciples needed some help with this stuff. They don't fully know what's going on and, and, and really they, they want the entire explanation. They want to get deeper into what Jesus was saying. So they start asking questions. And here's how it went. Then, leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears should listen and understand. So the guys are like, explain this to us. And Jesus explains that the people with ears will hear. The disciples have ears. They were believers, but they still asked questions. Now, I think it was because they wanted to know more. They understand the basics of it, but they wanted more. 
And that's kind of part of this. Once people get a taste of the meaning of what Jesus has to tell them, they want more. They lean in closer. A little bit is almost never enough. These parables, these stories brought people into Jesus. So that's what the disciples are doing here. They're getting a little bit extra. Now, when Jesus starts to break down the parable, he already identified himself as the sower, the one that throws out the seed in what we read last week. Now, this time, Jesus is calling himself the farmer, the one that plants the seed and oversees its growth and directs its harvest after the fact. So he's like in every single piece of this process. Then Jesus explains that the enemy is the evil one, the one that opposes Jesus, who we would call the devil. Then the weeds are the plants thrown into the wheat, the good plants. The weeds are there to get in the way of the wheat, to hinder it, to make people think that it's the wrong kind of thing and pulled out all kinds of stuff, right? Creating havoc. And there's an important line that Jesus shares here. The harvest is at the end of the world. The reason that this is important is because some people would interpret that there are weeds amongst your church right now. And then they would explain how you need to be looking for those weeds so they could be handed over to the harvester and they will be burned up. That's not it, y'all. Jesus is saying that this will be at the very end, at the end of time. It sounds like these weeds, the ones uh, trying to stop the wheat from correctly growing, they will get thrown into the lake of fire, weeping and gnashing of teeth. It sounds a lot like what we understand hell to be. That's where they will go. That's where these evil people will go. Then the righteous, the wheat, they will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Now with this one, one of the questions that you might be asking yourself is, am I righteous? Am I going to be one of those wheat that shines on? Well, if you're on your own, the answer is no. And really that goes for anyone, including me. No one is good enough on their own to be considered righteous. Probably like, especially me. So how does someone go about being made righteous? Well, they participate in the new covenant that Jesus created for us. You see, Jesus was God walking on earth. He was God in a body. Now, while he was here, he did live the perfect life. He lived a life that would be considered righteous. And then he became the perfect sacrifice for us. He laid his life down for us. He became the lamb that took on all of our sins. He became the one that would wipe away all of the ways we've fallen short. Now, the way that we enter into this new covenant, the way that we get to become righteous is by simply believing in him. He took on all the stuff. All we have to do is believe. And all you have to do is just believe that Jesus is who he said he was and that what he did, what he said, he did while he was here on this earth. And by believing that, you can become the wheat. You can be considered the good plant that Jesus is talking about. You get to shine like the sun in the Father's kingdom. So if you want to declare or redeclare that belief today, I can help you do that. You just have to have a conversation between you and Jesus that we would call prayer. Now to help you out during this time, I'm going to ask all of the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So if you want to declare your faith in Jesus today, or maybe you want to redeclare it, or you're like, dang, man, I, I need to get back. Just say something like this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life.
Amen. Now, we're a kuo church, a kuo. That's the Greek word for listen. It's used all throughout the Bible, and, and Jesus uh, uh, talks about that, right? And, and the recording of Jesus' life, we hear that all the time. And so Jesus would use this word, akuo, to listen. And so that's what we want to do right now. We want to be listening to God. We want to make ourselves available to him. So right now, I want us to just have a moment where we sit down, close our eyes, and imagine Jesus sitting right in front of us. And we're going to ask him a question. And so what we're going to do right now is have this one question that we ask him and then allow him to speak to us during this moment, all right? So again, imagine that he's sitting in front of you and look at him and just ask this question. Just ask, Jesus, will you show me how I will grow into the purpose you have given me? We'll take a few minutes to listen and then I'll come back to finish in prayer. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice, your love, your grace. Thank you for the breath in our lungs. Thank you for this moment right now. Jesus, we ask that you would continue to speak to us. Jesus, will you help, please help us see the fields that we have been planted in? Will you please help us understand how you are the one that makes us righteous? how you are the one that gave us our lives, how you are the one that helped us grow, how you are the one that protects us from the weeds. Jesus, thank you for the way you're going to move in our lives. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful and graceful name, Jesus. Amen.
Now, before we finish out, uh, there are a couple of things I want to share with you. Now, one of the things that we have been talking about over the last few weeks are, are the ways that we can be connected and, and linking to our community and, and entering into the harvest that Jesus has called for us. Now, I want you to, to let us know, that, or I want to let you know that you are ready for this work. You are ready to step into this. And we have a few events coming up over the next few weeks if you want to help link to your community. The first one will be taking place next Sunday at the Sorrento the senior affordable apartments right next door to Akuo. They said they're going to need 30 Thanksgiving meals provided for them this year. So here's what we're going to do. The church is buying 30 turkeys and we are asking you to provide the sides. Now what we're going to be doing is we've gave away uh, 30 red HEB bags and list of sides last week. They've all been taken. They've all been used. So if, if you're seeing this now and you're like, oh man, I want to help still, it's okay. Because next week, November the 19th, instead of having a church service at our normal spot, we're going to go to the Sorrento, have some worship time, share some time together, and then we're going to hand out the turkeys and, and just have a super fun time with our friends out there. So definitely be with us next Sunday at 10 o'clock at the Sorrento. Now, for the fourth year in a row, we'll be helping out Christian Assistance Ministry with their Christmas store. Now, there are a few ways that you can do this. So if you missed out on helping out with Thanksgiving stuff, you could do Christmas stuff. Now, the first thing is Cam has an Amazon and Target wish list online. You can go there. You can scan the QR code that we have on the screen now. You can get them, buy them through that website, and they will automatically get shipped to Cam. You can also go to their Amazon page while you're there and get ideas on what you would like to buy on your own and then bring those toys here to Akuo on December the 3rd and then we will deliver them to Cam the very next day. Now, the only reason that we're able to do any of these things is because of you and your generosity. So if you do give here at Akuo, I want you to know that you aren't giving to Akuo, but you're giving to your community through Akuo. The way that we're able to buy turkeys, the, the way that we're able to help out single moms that are, that are needing some help with food, the way that we are able to help out unsheltered families with some, some food or with uh, having a, a cell phone so they can have a job is because of you and your generosity. So I just want to thank you for allowing us to share that blessing that God has given you with our community. Thank you for giving through, your, through Akuo to your community. Now, right now, you, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for right now. The, things might be really tough, and, and I totally get that. If things are tough for you right now, we want to help you out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akua.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church. You can also call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here to Kuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website at kuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo and the dollar amount you want to give to number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we totally understand that. We also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and we will be praying for you now, and we will continue to pray for you throughout the week. 
So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for the way that you've brought these folks to, to hear, see, read your word together. I pray that as they, they go, that you would continue to speak to them, that you would continue to show them the ways that you're moving in their lives, that you would continue to show them the, the ways that they have been planted in certain fields and, and that you would show them the harvest that they are supposed to be helping collect, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're doing in their lives, Jesus. We love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you at the Sorrento next Sunday. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.